This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. And welcome to the best show on your radio. It is Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much with Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always, always, always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. The Atlanta Falcons interview 14 different head coaching candidates, including Jim Harbaugh, now the Chargers head coach, Mike Vrabel, used to be the Tennessee head coach, and Bill Belichick, used to be the Patriots head coach. But Raheem Morris is the one that gets the job. He was once the head coach in that division with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC South. He is now the head coach, the former Rams defensive coordinator, Raheem Morris, about to be the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Harry Douglas, part of his NFL career, played for the Atlanta Falcons, played for the Tennessee Titans. You know Raheem Morris extremely, extremely well. For those that don't know or just have that image of what did not happen positively the first time when he was a head coach in the NFL Tampa Bay, what are the Falcons getting in Raheem Morris to choose him over Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, and Jim Harbaugh wanted choosing the Chargers getting that job in the NFL? A very intelligent coach. Um, a guy that sees things from different perspectives. It's not just, hey, it's my way or the highway. He listens, he understands, he knows how to go about his business and presenting information to his players. And he's been a guy that's very versatile. He's been able to uh, coach on the defensive side of the ball at a high level, but also he's had a ton of success being in the wide receiver room on the offensive side of the ball. Okay. And I think that's one of the things that that stood out to him when it came to Sean McVay as well uh, when he left Atlanta, being able to be on both sides of the ball here in Atlanta then going back over uh, to the West Coast side of things and coaching on the defensive side of the ball, but being able to talk the same language with Sean McVay when they're having conversations, right, about defense, about offense. And at no moment is the head coach in there saying, you know what, I got to tailor this conversation a little bit because this is a straight defensive coach. He hasn't been on this side of the ball. Those conversations can be as fluid as possible, and I know that's one of the things that really helped him out to be able to to to, to uh, become the Falcons' next head coach. Being that versatile and understanding both sides of the ball, and mm-hmm. that's something, man, a lot of coaches that ha- have explained to me right. that have asked me to coach um, over the last three or four years, it, they don't want me to just be on the offensive side. They want me to try to coach on the defensive side because once you coach on the opposite side of the ball, you can see things and be that much better in your main area because you have a different perspective on a lot of different things. So for Raheem Morris, I I think this is a great start. This is a young team. Yes, it is. This is is a very, very young team. Absolutely. And they had a young team out there in L.A., right? That's right. And we've seen the success they were able to have now. You wanted to win in the first round. You probably want to win your division. At the same time, you're not blinded, and, and you're you're a realist too. So you understand that making the playoffs was a major success in L.A. with the Rams after you won a Super Bowl and you had to reset and start everything over again. It's a great point you mentioned in terms of youth in the NFL, and you better have a coach that can relate or hire coaches that can do that. We've had three coaches hired in the last 22 hours, not named Bill Belichick at 71 years of age. Jim Harbaugh hired by the Chargers. We saw the success he had with youth in Michigan, making them a championship team, first in the Big Ten, and then winning the national championship. You have Dave Canales. What he was able to do, resuscitating the career of Baker Mayfield to that level, what it looked like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as an offensive coordinator. Carolina Panthers hired him, hoping he could do the same thing with their young quarterback, Bryce Young, like he did with Baker Mayfield this past season in Tampa Bay. And now got Raheem Morris, who related so well to the younger players and made that a really cohesive defense by the end of the year when nobody saw the Los Angeles Rams coming 
to be a playoff team. Those three guys in the last 22 hours have been hired before Bill Belichick or Mike Vrabel. And now there are only two left. Seattle, the Seahawks, they interviewed Dan Quinn for the second time today, former defensive coordinator with that organization. That could be trending his way. And then you have Washington, the Washington commanders who are taking their time because I wonder they're waiting for what's going to happen after this weekend. I believe that the Detroit Lions lose this weekend in the AFC NFC Championship game to the San Francisco 49ers. That's where the commanders are looking, one of those two guys, either Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, or definitely Ben Johnson, the offensive coordinator. So Bill Belichick could be in the outside looking in. How do we get here? Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider on Get Up Explained. What I would say to you is this. When Tom Brady left New England in free agency, there were all of two teams that were serious about signing him. The Chargers and the Buccaneers. Two out of 32. And last year when Lamar Jackson was a free agent, nobody was interested in signing him to an offer sheet. So sometimes teams get in the way of themselves and don't mm-hmm. make rational decisions. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so here we have the greatest coach of all time who's sitting there with a lack of interest, which, again, boggles my mind. But we've seen it before with Lamar. We've seen it before with Brady. And we see it unfolding now with Bill Belichick. I think teams are worried about maybe his age, about mm-hmm. his lack of success in New England recently, about what he would want to do to that organization. But he's still Bill Belichick. Here's why I'll disagree a little bit with Adam Schefter. When he says people are not making rational decisions by not hiring Bill Belichick, maybe they are making a rational decision for the future of their franchise. If you're looking at somebody and you believe he cannot connect with players in modern football, no matter what it looked like, and it looked fantastic for 20 years in New England, winning six championships, nine Super Bowl appearances when he and Tom Brady were together, that doesn't mean that that can work somewhere else in modern football, in 21st century football. So I'm not going to buy that from Adam Schefter, that teams are not making rational decisions. The Atlanta Falcons interviewed 14 different people. That seemed like a pretty rational decision to me, to believe that Raheem Morris is better for your future going forward than somebody who was terrific in the past when it comes to Bill Belichick in New England and Mike Vrabel with Tennessee. So that's why I'll push back a little bit on Adam Schefter saying, Teams are not making rational decisions. The Lamar Jackson thing, they made a rational decision. It was called collusion in the National Football League because especially after the Cleveland Browns gave Deshaun Watson all that money, like our boy Ian Fitzsimmons says, the NFL said, y'all can go to football hell, giving that kind of kind of guaranteed money because you were desperate. That was not a rational decision by the Cleveland Browns, but it was a rational decision. They came together as owners to say, we're not going to pay Lamar Jackson. And the Baltimore Ravens knew it. They were betting on it. And when it came time to have that rubber hit the road, guess who got their money? Lamar Jackson. He had to go about a different way. That was rational. This was rational. What the Browns did paying Deshaun Watson, that was not rational. There's a difference between those three. Freddie, we live in a world in where people have, they have this logic. What have you done for me lately? In the last four years, the New England Patriots under Bill Belichick, they were able to make the playoffs one time. Let me also tell everyone something that doesn't look good for Bill Belichick uh, when you talk about him trying to get a head coaching job. When late in Tom Brady's career, things weren't right between them two, and he chose to move on from Tom Brady, and he goes down in Tampa and wins a damn Super Bowl. Absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So I understand that all the success Bill Belichick has been able to have throughout his career, but have we ever sat and thought what it looked like to other organizations – when you push 
the greatest of all time out of the door, and he goes to another place mm-hmm. in which they had the number one overall pick in Jameis Winston yeah. and couldn't come nowhere close to a Super Bowl mm-hmm. and wins it in his first year. Have y'all thought about that at any point when talking about this Bill Belichick situation? Well, you know why they don't think about it? Because they're thinking with the pedigree that he has, why is he being shut out after having only one interview from the Atlanta Falcons? The NFL is about a couple of things, and Bill Belichick should know this better than anybody else. If they don't believe that you can be essential and productive, to your point, they're not going to look back at what you did in the past. It's what can you do for me right now going into the future? And they believe that you're too antiquated to do something like that, no matter what you've done as a defensive coordinator with the Giants and then with the New York Jets and as a head coach of the New England Patriots, they're not going to get the opportunity. And they look at production. They said, man, when Tom Brady left, they made the playoffs all three years he's in Tampa Bay. In New England, they only played in one playoff game and got the brakes beaten off of them by the Buffalo Bills. Pedigree be damned because not for nothing, Harry, they're doing the same thing to Bill Belichick. That Bill Belichick did the players a long, for a long time in New England. If he believed you were past your due date, he'd rather get rid of a player one year too early than keep that player one year too late. And it backfired on him with Tom Brady, and it's backfiring on him now trying to get another coaching job in the NFL. Now let me get back to Raheem Morris. There you go. Ladies and gentlemen, you want to know why he was moved to the wide, the, uh, wide receiver room from 2016 to 2019 in Atlanta? Because he could relate to players. Julio Jones accepted him. Muhammad Sanu accepted him. He can relate to players. And I'm here to tell you, it wasn't just going to be anybody that went in that wide receiver room right. that was going to be accepted. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I, I'm not saying it for the health of me. I promise you. <laughs> you got to patent that one. You got to trademark that one. I'm not saying it for the health of me because somebody will take that from me and steal it and not give you credit, by the Raheem way. Raheem Morris was able to go on that side of the ball with that wide receiver group because he could be trusted and he could relate to the guys in that room. That goes a long way, in my opinion. And it's gone a long way for Raheem Morris getting a second opportunity, according to Adam Sheff, the ESPN NFL insider. Raheem Morris, defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams, about to be the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. They interviewed 14 different people, including Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, and Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, now the Chargers head coach. Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick on the outside looking in. Let's hear from you at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What now for Bill Belichick? Could his NFL coaching career be over and he is that close to being the all-time winning as coach, passing Don Shula? Join the Freddie Harry call line. We'll give you our thoughts on that, but let's hear from you at 888-729-3776. Mr. Luther in Houston. Luther, what you got? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, I love y'all show, man. Y'all, y'all help me through, through all my days when I go pick up my daughter, man. So real quick, though, I'm so glad Atlanta did right by getting Raheem Morris, man. Like, entertaining Bill Belichick is like having an old classic car in your garage and you still trying to find parts for it after it's had its glory days. Like, you just got to let it go, man. Bill need to be a consultant. He could go travel. Him and Nick Saban, they could go do some speaking engagements or what have you. (laughs) But I could not imagine Bill Belichick in Atlanta at Magic City ordering wings and fries. (laughs) Like, it just don't look it's not gonna look good. Like Raheem Morris is a perfect pick. Like he 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 relates to players, but he's also somebody. And I'm gonna say it if y'all can't say it because I know 
He looked like the city of Atlanta. People are going to jail to him. Bring back Michael Vick. Bring back the Outcast reunion at the halftime at the Falcon <laughs> show. You know, let's keep it going, man. But Bill Belichick at Magic City, man, that's like, nah, dog, we can't do that. So I'm so happy for the Falcons. And, you know, and I'm a Ravens fan. So, you know, to see, like, like you know, the transitions and, like, organizations trying to make a move and giving people chances, and not the fact that they're giving a chance, but Raheem Morris earned his chance. He did his time. And I just hope the city and the organization sticks with him. I hope more people speak up for him out loud and give him an opportunity to win in Atlanta. And like I said, man, I love you guys, man. But Bill better check out Magic City. That's a no, man. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would take out all the money I had in the bank just to see exactly that could actually happen. Listen, what, what Luther <laughs> just said right there, Raheem Morris getting this head coaching job in Atlanta. It's not given to him. Now, he earned it. He exactly. earned it. Same way that Gerard Mayo earned the chance to be the Ravens head coach. 100%, Freddie. Also, Antonio Pierce earned the chance to be the Raiders head coach. Jim Harbaugh earned the chance to be the Los Angeles Chargers head coach. So now, and Also, one thing that Luther brought up, when I said earlier, you also have to read the room. I knew what you came, meant. You know what I meant. So mm-hmm. Luther really expressed it for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Right? You got to understand the kind of city that Atlanta is, man. And I'm there – when I'm not up here in New York, I'm down there and I and I'm around that city and I'm in, you know, I'm in the hood at times. I'm in the eloquent places at times. Right. I'm all over the place when right. it comes to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I know what the people want. Mm-hmm. I know I what the it. people want. I get it. I understand it. But think about this. What you mentioned, Raheem Moore is about to become the first person of color as a head coach in history of Atlanta Falcons. Same thing with Gerard Mayo, about to be the first person of color to be the Patriots head coach. NFL owners have always gotten pushback on people saying, why are you not giving more opportunities, at least taking guys more seriously when it comes to your coaching cycle? Well, you can't accuse them of that right now, especially because of Raheem Morris, getting a second opportunity when it comes to getting a chance to be an NFL head coach again. Or Gerard Mayo, 37 years of age. It could have been very easy for Robert Kraft to go somewhere else. But Robert Kraft had targeted Gerard Mayo before he made that hire. and pushed, he, he essentially puts Bill Belichick out the door for Gerard Mayo. Because Gerard Mayo had opportunities to go somewhere else, either be a defensive coordinator or to be considered to be an NFL head coach. And Robert Kraft said, Mm-mm. <laughs> I want you to be my next guy when he leaves. And when it got to the point that Bill Belichick could not produce anymore, Robert Kraft did to Bill Belichick what Bill Belichick had been doing to players for more than a minute. He got rid of him before it really became less productive to be a member of that Patriots organization. You want to know what was an eye-opening experience for Robert Kraft? Is when they played in that Super Bowl versus the Philadelphia Eagles, mm-hmm. and they seen the Eagles dance into that meek meal, dreams and nightmare, <laughs> and he seen how crazy the place was going. Robert Kraft sat back and looked at that, and y'all think I'm joking? I'm not joking. And was like, man, what in the world? Then he got closer to meek meal. Right, he really then, he, did. then he started having other because yeah. he a, a, a shocker went off in his head like, yeah. "Hey man, yeah. like I, I better start getting with the times." Yeah. He literally made sure Meek Mill didn't spill another day in jail. Time Robert Kraft, yeah, he literally did. It. Robert go, Kraft made that happen. Y'all go find a video of the Philadelphia Eagles in pregame warmups that Super Bowl that they played against the Patriots, and I want you to see how live it was for the for those Eagles, and they went out then and, and, and beat the Patriots. Yeah, yeah. That's still one of the greatest Super Bowls I've ever seen. That Super Bowl was relentless. I was afraid to go to the bathroom during that game. That I was going to miss something. 
That Super Bowl just never let you breathe. You know what they did a great job of? What's that? They did a great job of Malcolm Jenkins, uh, just retired recently, uh-huh. uh, safety, right? Putting DBs on their running backs coming out of the backfield. Absolutely, yeah. They they match speed on speed. Because, see, New England had been killing everybody matching those running backs up against linebackers. Yeah, no doubt about that. Philadelphia Eagles, they had the personnel to be able to put small people on yeah. those running backs and right. stop all that, you know, that passing out of the backfield that Tom Brady was so accustomed to right. with those shifty backs that they had. And they still scored 43 points and lost 51 to 43. <laughs> with all that, they still scored 43 in that Super Bowl. Harry Douglas, Freddie Cohen together, and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio keep weighing in. Bill Belichick could get shot out of this coaching cycle. There are two openings still left, Seattle and Washington. But in the last 22 hours, the Chargers, they hired Jim Harbaugh. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers see the offensive coordinator, Dave Canals, be hired by the Carolina Panthers. And not even 20 minutes ago, Raheem Morris, former Rams defensive coordinator, hired by the Atlanta Falcons as their head coach. Frank in Ohio, what do you got to say about that, my friend? Hey, hey fellas. Uh, uh, you always bring me home every night. I love the show. Um, but I think there's one thing that uh, I'm looking at as far as the deal with Belichick. I love all these hires of these new young coaches, but I kind of think that maybe, um, you know, Belichick and Rabel and and Pete Carroll and these guys, you know, I think their asking price is too high. And I think that after the interview process, these teams are just saying, it's just not worth it to get one of these guys in. What do you think? Well, let me say this about, you know, the whole Bill Belichick situation. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just, you know, him being able to involve. There are other factors in him not becoming the head coach of Atlanta. We don't know how much power he was asking for. Absolutely. There there are a lot, there are numerous of things that could have been a reason why. So uh, I I don't want to just sit up here and say, hey, Bill Belichick can't evolve. That's why he didn't get this job. Absolutely. There's a magnitude of different things that could have led to the decision of the Atlanta Falcons going with Raheem Morris. Yeah. And not Bill Belichick. So I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to put that out there. Sure, though. I get it. So I just, I just want to clear that up. But, but Frank in Ohio does raise an interesting point because those guys, Pete Carroll, Mike Vrabel, Bill Belichick, are not going to come cheap. Jim Harbaugh is not going to come cheap either. But Jim Harbaugh has proven that he can win a championship because he did it in college. That's a recent memory that you have in your head. You also know that when he was at the San Francisco 49ers, everybody knows that he got moved out by Trent Baalke because Trent Baalke was t- sick and tired of Jim Harbaugh having that kind of influence in organization, and that landed really well for San Francisco because a couple of years after that, Trent Baalke didn't have a job as a general manager. So NFL owners, they like two things, money and power. They're not just going to give it to anybody no matter what you've done. They'll give it to you if you've proven it recently if you've proven it lately. Because if Bill Belichick was still successful with the New England Patriots, Gerard May would be a head coach somewhere else. They would not have been able to hold on to him much longer if he was still successful. The fact that he had not been the last four years and essentially ruined the quarterback in the first round when it comes to Mac Jones, that they thought was going to be the successor to Tom Brady, that didn't help. And whatever asking price he was asking for, that was going to be too rich for multi-billionaires in the National Football League that had coaching vacancies. Chris in Chicago, my friend, what do you got to say about the NFL coaching carousel? Uh, just wanted to touch on a couple things that you and Freddie both said. Um, could it have been the power? You know, does he want too much power? And also, you know, has his time not, not passed, but have other GMs, have other owners looked at it and said, well, wait a minute, we keep calling him the greatest coach of all time. Could it have been he was just – the greatest winner 
along with Tom Brady when he had Tom Brady. I'll hang up and listen. Well, I, I, I can't sit up here and mm. say that Bill Belichick wasn't a, a phenomenal coach. I, I just can't do that. I played against him a lot. I, I knew the hell that he posed to offenses mm-hmm. uh, with his defensive principles and being multiple mm-hmm. uh, in different things that he can do on that side of the football. Also, mm-hmm. there are guys that he has taken that wasn't high draft picks and taught them the ropes and showed them different things on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. And those guys have been able to go elsewhere and make a ton of money. Yeah. Right? So Absolutely. I, I can't sit up here and say that Bill Belichick – isn't a phenomenal coach when, you know, you have so many players like our colleague Lewis Riddick talk about how detail-oriented Coach Belichick was way back then and how they were ahead of their times with stuff that you see in today's game way back in the early 90s, right? Mm -hmm. And and you see him coaching guys like Lawrence Taylor. And I understand it's LT, the greatest defensive player to ever play the game. But at the same time, like I mentioned, you got to have phenomenal coaching as well. Yeah, Brady made Belichick. Belichick made Brady. People don't want to hear that, but damn it, it's the truth. Both of those guys made each other better, period, end of story. They had a relationship for 20 years that worked for six world championships and nine nine chances to play in the Super Bowl. People always want to find either or, bad guy, good guy. It's your fault, it's not your fault. They don't want to hear that these two actually made it work for 20 years together. Well, he wouldn't have been him without him. Nope, they would not have been the same without each other, period, when it comes to Brady and Belichick. Now, you can use whatever you want, why you don't want to hire Bill Belichick, post-Tom Brady. But you cannot deny the fact for 20 years together, Brady made Bill Belichick and Bill Belichick made Tom Brady. It's okay to know that that's the truth because it is the truth when it comes to Bill Belichick and his success in New England and Tom Brady with his success in New England. Keep weighing in. Will Bill Belichick not be a head coach in the NFL in 2024? And could he be done in terms of being an NFL head coach? After all, he is 71 years of age. Keep weighing in on the Freddie and Harry call-in line at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. This is Freddie and Harry, and this is ESPN Radio. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. 
That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. He is Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Together on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance and Sirius XM Channel 80. And also, yes, smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. There are two head coaching openings available. They're the Seattle Seahawks and the Washington Commanders. According to Adam Schefter, ESPN NFL Insider, neither team is expected to hire anyone until next week after the championship conference championship games on Sunday. The available coaches include, of course, Bill Belichick, Mike Vrabel, Pete Carroll, Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions, Ben Johnson, offense coordinator of the Detroit Lions, Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator of Baltimore Ravens, Dan Quinn, defensive coordinator of Dallas Cowboys. He just had a second interview today with the Seattle Seahawks. And Bobby Slowick, offensive coordinator of the Houston Texans. You still have a lot of good candidates out there for two slots. And most likely, I think Dan Quinn is going to get that job with the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, I firmly believe that Ben Johnson's going to get that job with the Washington Commanders. Okay. You look at where they're sitting at in the draft. They have the second overall pick. And his uh, offense uh, philosophies and the way he likes to do things, Mm -hmm. you you have the skill position players in Washington, you have the tight end, you have the running backs with an S. So I think they will be in good standings in those regards if they get Ben Johnson as their head coach. And I'm pretty sure he's going to be the guy calling the plays as well. Now they can put a lot more of their their focus, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. to the defensive side of the ball and keep investing into their offensive line. Well, it seems like that coaching wheel is not going to land on Bill Belichick in this offseason in 2024 in the National Football League. So if that does happen, what now for him? And will the NFL decide to say, I think you may have to stay out of this game, Bill Belichick, when it comes to being a head coach? Let's hear from you at 888-ESPN-888-729-3776. Jared in Kansas, what you got, my friend? Hey, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. love your show. Thank you, brother. Um, you know, hearing everybody talk about how you know Atlanta's passed on Belichick and saying the Chargers and everybody – Nobody's sitting back and saying maybe Belichick's passing on these guys. Maybe he's looking ahead and saying, hey, you know, there's possibilities of a Philadelphia or a Dallas or a, or somebody like that coming up. Jared in Kansas, number one, thanks for the phone call. Number two, that's a great point because yes, you're Bill Belichick. There could be a coaching opening that you look at and say, y'all interview for Atlanta, but that may not be the job that I want, especially when they're going to be two coaches in the same division. Who are on the hot seat in 2024, Mike McCarthy in Dallas and Nick Sirianni in Philadelphia. And who knows what could happen with two or three other spots that Bill Belichick may say, that guy may be on thin ice. I better keep my eye on that spot and not worry about spots that are going to be close to me in this carousel. In those situations, right, that, that, that potentially could come open next year would be better situations. If we're talking about the Philadelphia Eagles, if Nick Sirianni and company can't get things going after a disappointing last seven games of the season that got them an early exit in the playoffs, or if the Dallas Cowboys and Mike McCarthy, we know his contract is up after the 2024 season. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't have an outstanding year and able to lead them to an NFC championship game, I would think at this point it would have to be Super Bowl or not right. for Mike McCarthy think, to be able yeah. to get another contract. Mm-hmm. Um, then if those jobs are open, yeah. Those jobs are better than what we're seeing right now currently in the National Football League. Look at the two oldest coaches, right? three oldest coaches right now in the National Football League. Sean Payton, who just got to Denver. Mike McCarthy at the Dallas Cowboys on thin ice. And Andy Reid in Kansas City. He will name when he wants to leave. And as long as Patrick Mahomes is alive and breathing, he's not going anywhere as far as that goes. 
a lot of these guys that have gotten jobs in the last two to three to four years below the age of 45. Mike McDaniel with the Miami Dolphins. Robert Sala with the New York Jets. Brian Dable with the New York Giants. Nick Sirianni with the Philadelphia Eagles. Matt LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers. A lot of not old guard guys having a chance to become NFL head coaches. And some have succeeded. Some of the jury is still out. I wonder how much of that, Harry, could be a paradigm shift that, hey, younger means better with the kind of 21st century people that you're going to have to deal with in the National Football League. I think also when you look at the landscape of the National Football League, when you have a D'Amico Ryans have success at a high level early on and not even you know necessarily so much younger when you look at a Doug Peterson and you see how things looked with the Jacksonville Jaguars in the first year he came in there and they were able to make the playoffs, right? Mm -hmm. And being down huge in that matchup. Now they faltered down the way this year, but it's another guy. When you look at Shane Steichen and what he was able to do with the Indianapolis Colts without having his first round draft pick this year at the quarterback position and Anthony Richardson and being able to do it with the backup quarterback and also how the Philadelphia Eagles looked Without him, when you see a Jonathan Gannon, when he was able to get Kyler Murray, his quarterback back, and how the Arizona Cardinals gave people hell, and then they gave people hell early in the year. Absolutely. You know, when, when they had Joshua Dobbs. That's, that's impressive to these owners, and it's a trend that we've been seeing, I would say, the last three years. No doubt about they that. They want to go younger, and they have been going younger. Yeah, unless you're entrenched and you know what you're doing, like John Harbaugh in, Buffalo, in Baltimore excuse me, and Andy Reid in Kansas City about to play in the AFC Championship game against each other for the first time. Hillary in Houston. Hillary, what you got to say about the NFL coaching carousel at 888-729-3776? Hey, good afternoon, fellas, and thanks again for uh, taking my call. Um, Harry, you touched on it uh, with the D'Amico Ryan's point. I think a lot of these owners are looking at, uh, as you mentioned, the success that he's had and how he's uh, been able to relate to the, the, the to today's type of player. And I think that's what these owners are, are really going for. And uh, speaking of John Harbaugh, you saw how he was dancing in that locker room uh, <laughs> like he was riding a white horse after that win, didn't you? I'll hang up the list. <laughs> Now, I know he's talking about, if you want to ride, don't ride the white horse. I hope he was talking about that one. (laughs) (laughs) Pause, my brother. That was was like a seven-second delay pause there, Devin Kane. He just did quicker on the whistle. Oh, man. (laughs) I keep telling him we're going to hell on scholarship. Yes, we are. (laughs) Tuition, books all paid for. But, but, But another guy that we can throw into the mix, Freddie, is Dan Campbell. Right? Absolutely. A guy that's going to be in the NFC championship game. Good call. And if we want to stick with the championship game this weekend, mm-hmm. Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan was not an old guy either. Right. No so doubt about that. Uh, you, you look at Matt LaFleur with the Green Bay Packers. You mm-hmm. look at Sean McVay mm-hmm. with the Los Angeles Rams and right. winning a Super Bowl recently and not too long ago. Yep. So all of these guys that we're talking about, those guys are younger. So uh, And also, by the way, when you think about a Raheem Morris, uh, you also – Think about a Shanahan and all those guys because he's been in those circles as well. Yeah, that Shanahan, McVay, Reed coaching tree is pretty good. Slowick, yeah. D'Amico, Ryan, those coaching trees lately have been a lot better than that Belichick coaching tree. 
that other than Head Bill coach O'Brien. in Minnesota? Yeah, oh, Kevin Stefanski. Yeah, he can dial it up. There's no doubt no, about that. No, not Stefanski. Kevin O'Connell. Uh, O'Connell. Yep. Well, Kevin Stefanski is no joke in Cleveland either. What uh, he's been able right. to do. He loses his quarterback to Sean Watson. They get to the playoffs with that defense and their quarterback. If they had one and then Joe Flacco comes along. Yeah, Kevin Steph- both of those Kevins, Kevin Squared, they can do some things with their coaches in Minnesota and also Cleveland. Derek in Virginia, what do you got to say about the NFL coaching carousel that may not have Bill Belichick as a part of it in 2024? Woohoo! Thanks for having me, guys. I love you guys. Appreciate Two you. Two things. Harry, I hate to bust your bubble, but as a resident Buck fan, um, we are happy you guys didn't get Bill Belichick. You guys go ahead and take Raheem Morris with no quarterback, and hopefully he does a better job in hiring coaches than he did when he was with the Bucks because it was pretty bad. And, uh, you know, I keep receipts too, Harry, because I remember back in the day you told me that the Bucks weren't going to do anything, that New Orleans and your, and your birds were going to – one of those two were going to take the division. So we're good with that. As far as Belichick is concerned, what people don't understand is Belichick does that, – that, that culture doesn't have the people that it has t- today. Belichick didn't have the Brewskis, the Gerard Mayos, the Tom Brady's that that enforced that culture, so that's not gonna that's not gonna work anywhere else again because today's players aren't like that. They're not made like that. So that that type of culture just will not work anymore. It's a fair point because if you don't believe in that culture, you're not gonna try to have maybe anybody else in that locker room believe it because they may feel the same way you feel when it comes to the way that Bill Belichick has been able to orchestrate things, Harry in New England because look at Shanahan's culture in San Francisco. Automatic buy-in. D'Amico Ryan's a disciple of him in Houston Texans. Automatic buy-in. Before Sean Payne got people to buy in Denver, he was having an issue with it. Then guys started buying in, not name his quarterback Russell Wilson. They were able to turn things around when it comes to the Denver Broncos. If you're going to have that way, you need your chief lieutenants to say, follow this guy or else. If you don't have them or you run the risk that you may not have them, then you're running what Bill Belichick is running into now because that was not the culture the last four years in New England. Freddie, I heard everything you just said. But, Derek, I'm going to tell you my mama told me everything don't need a reaction. And, Derek, I'm going to take her advice right now. (laughs) I'm going to take her advice right now, Derek. His mama told Harry not to fall into that trap. Mm -hmm. (laughs) By the grace of of the man upstairs. (laughs) Derek, you have been spared tonight. You really have. You're being awful. awful. You're being awful Christian like. Because we have conference championship this weekend, right? Yes, we do. I'm glad the Bucks get to watch it with me. Okay, well, the only way you got to that game if you're not part of it is with the ticket or the TV. If your team's not part of conference championship weekend, Harry Douglas hit him on Twitter at hdouglas83. I am Freddie Coleman. Hit me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. You put us together, and you got Freddie and Harry. And when it comes to conference championship weekend, we know the four coaches that are there: John Harbaugh of Baltimore. Andy Reid of Kansas City, Dan Campbell of Detroit, and Cal Shanahan of San Francisco. In the pecking order, how would we rank those coaches? Keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.
Focus on Freddie Coleman together and Freddie and Harry. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80 and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Tune in to ESPN Radio this Saturday. They will get you ready for Conference Championship Sunday in the NFL. Playoff preview with the pros starts at 4 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. And then there are four trying to get to two and be the only one to win a championship in 2023 and the 2024 playoffs. You have Dan Campbell of the Detroit Lions. You have Kyle Shanahan of San Francisco 49ers. They'll face each other in the NFC Championship game. Then in the AFC Championship game, John Harbaugh of Baltimore taking on Andy Reid of the Kansas City Chiefs. If we could rank the four conference championship head coaches, we're going to go from number four to number one. How would we do that? And will we agree? So we start with number four. All right, who's the fourth best coach this weekend, Harry Douglas? Trust me, man. I love you guys, man. I'll do anything for you. I swear to God, just trust me, man. I am going with Dan Campbell. Okay. Because what he's been able to do with this football team, mm-hmm. taking them from the slums of slums right. and bringing them to the mansion, okay. which is winning. Okay. So I'm going with Dan Campbell at number four. I can't put him above anybody else because he's right. just now getting started within this thing. So that's why he's number four on my list. Okay. I agree. Let's move on. Number three. Who's number three? Number three is going to be Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Uh, we know the offensive mind that Kyle is uh, on top of being able to get to championship games and getting to a Super Bowl. Uh-huh. But he hasn't won that Super Bowl yet. Okay. And he's also blown some leads right. in a few games yeah. in those big games, I should say. Okay. We both agree again. Moving on to number two. Number two for me is going to be John Harbaugh. We're talking about a guy who's already a Super Bowl winner. He won that Super Bowl over his brother, Jim Harbaugh. Shout out to him getting a head coaching job Uh with the Chargers. Uh But I just love the way he's always in unison with his ball club. He's a special teams guy. Yes. But he understands how to lead as well. And he has this Baltimore Ravens football team being the clear cut best team in the National Football League in 2023. Okay, so that leaves number one. Big Red I Ain't Scared. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> That's a new one. Andy Reid, man. And, and Andy Reid has been around for a very, very long time. But you talk about success with the Philadelphia Eagles, right. but also a ton of success in being able to finally get over that hump and win a Super Bowl with the Kansas City Chiefs. On top of the background that he's had with the Green Bay Packers and okay. a lot of the success that they had uh, in the early 90s. Okay. I completely agree. And so does Brad King, who does on Twitter, Coleman ESPN, and H. Douglas 83. Brad has the exact same order. Except when it comes to number one, Dan Campbell at four, Kyle Shanahan at three, Andy Reid at two, and John Harbaugh at one. He's allowed to have his opinion. That's right. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. That's the beauty of America. Uh-huh. But I'm, I'm also entitled to my opinion. Okay. I, 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 I sense a rebuttal opinion coming here. <laughs> I, I just don't think you can put – I don't think you can put someone ahead of a guy that's won two Super Bowls and, 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 and has been able to have a ton of success yeah. with two different franchises. Okay. All right. That's fair. The coach under the most pressure this weekend is who? Uh, I'm going to go with Kyle Shanahan. Okay. Because he's been able, this is his fourth, mm-hmm. right, NFC yeah. Championship appearance in the last five years. He's right. been to that Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But can Kyle Shanahan be able to finally get it done? Right. Okay. Because we know the makeup of this football team might not look the same in years uh, moving, moving ahead. So mm-hmm. while you have this unit and this crew together, mm-hmm. you got to get it done. Yeah. I'm going to say it's John Harbaugh. First time in more than a minute that he's been part of a championship game experience. 
And now the quarterback that he completely flipped an entire offense for when he got to the National Football League, now he's got them dudes on that side with Lamar Jackson, the offensive side of the football. He's got that defense. Everything is laid out perfectly that Kansas City has to go play his Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore and not the other way around. And especially when your quarterback has been dying for something like this with Patrick Mahomes on the other side, for my money, John Harbaugh may have the most to lose of any coach this weekend in the NFL Championship weekend. Ooh. That's kind of a bold statement. Yes, it is. I'm usually not known for those kind of things here on Freddie and Harry. Hot sauce, Freddie. Oh, God. He's Harry Douglas of Freddie Coleman. And do the Chiefs need Patrick Mahomes to be more of a Superman for their team than the Ravens need Lamar Jackson for their team? That's next. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast.